0: Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. A couple of weeks ago, he was talking with a farmer on the program down there in Kent County who was upset because it seemed like very few people knew that Levy Court was going to have a meeting and a vote on replacing hundreds of acres of good farmland. Beans, corn, winter wheat, with a ginormous solar panel farm. And, and we talked about this the other day, too, that they, they can actually leach lead and, uh, and silver and such like that over a number of years. Well, then uh, I heard from, uh, from this guy, as well as a number of other farmers didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, They, they found out in this program and phone calls from uh, this guy, Don Goldsboro, uh, that it was happening, and they started calling their commissioners there in Levy Court so then I learned that Commissioner Eric Buxton, who is uh, chair of the Planning Service Committee, is having a committee meeting tonight. And and on the meeting tonight is discussion of a moratorium, moratorium, regarding uh, conditional use site plan applications for public utilities, specifically solar installations. And I was wondering, well, okay, well, well what's this all about now? So I have him on the phone. Thank you. I hang on for a second, Eric. Um Understand something. Uh, Your state government has decided that there must be 40% of all energy in the state of Delaware from renewable sources. By 2035. So we have to keep that in mind when we have these conversations. Uh, So, Commissioner Buxton, thanks for being on. I appreciate it.
1: Well, I appreciate you inviting me. Thanks yeah. a
0: lot. All right. So uh this has become quite a dust up. There are some farmers, even some that own, you know, farms like a thousand acres, who did not even know about that previous meeting and it was heard on this program and phone calls made to people. They showed up at meetings and said, What's the heck's going on? And then um there was a vote, and the vote was to uh to deny, I guess, the the permit that uh that was approved by uh I guess uh, the agency before um for this, this ginormous solar panel farm. What's what's happened since then, Eric?
1: So as you correctly articulated, the, the Regional Planning Commission, which is a body that recommends denial or approval to levy court, which has the final say. They recommended approving it and the levy court then had a chance to hear public testimony. And during that public testimony it was decided that uh, by a vote, I believe it was five to two that, uh, no, that's not true, four to three to deny the uh, the application of its usage. Uh, what happened since then, what happened that night and what's happened since then, at least in my eyes, uh, and why we have a moratorium is listening to the concerns, like the ones you just presented, that folks aren't aware of this, I'll call it sort of a perceived rush Mm -hmm. to get these farms out there based on the incentives by the state and federal government. Uh, I believe that based on testimony by farmers and others, both for and against, that the county needs to push the brakes, uh, pump the brakes, push the pause button briefly, and say, okay, are are we okay? Are we set for these things? Is this the direction we want to head in? Now, I don't know how long you want me to go, but I will tell you from my perspective – the moratorium for me is a land use moratorium. It's not to weigh in on the science one way or another. That's for others to decide. For me and for Levy Court that night, it's to decide, do we want these in the areas that are being presented? Do we want to do it in a better fashion? There are a multitude of options. Let's consider those. And one of them could be leave it alone, let the market take it where it wants to go. The other could be to be more restrictive in where it can be where they can be located
0: yeah we're talking about an agricultural conservation district so how does an agricultural conservation district differ from uh, other farms
1: well so it's in simple terms you know there's agricultural residential uh there's agricultural conservation it's kind of in the name as you can describe it means that they're certain permitted uses in areas of the county that are zoned agricultural. They're not just restricted to farming. Uh, They're not just restricted to anything specific to agricultural nature. So when you talk about conservation, it's in the name. Um, On the east side of Route 1 in Kent County, we've made a decision that that's not included in what we'll call the growth zone. So the county's identified as far as growth, housing, significant housing growth, high-density growth, uh, commercial, even industrial, that the county's decided we want to essentially keep it west of Route 1. That's the general look. Mm-hmm. And so east of Route 1, there's a lot of environmentally uh, sensitive as well as um, – agriculturally agriculturally um, pristine, I guess we could use the word, um, or it's, I don't know the proper terminology that I would use, but it's good farming land. How about yeah. that?
0: Not only that, but it's also a lot of wetlands for wildlife yeah. and birds and things like that. So, so yeah, I'm kind of wondering, if this is an agricultural conservation district, then mm-hmm. how is it that, you know, this ginormous hundreds of acres of solar panels, how does that conserve... This farmland.
1: It's because it, in the understanding of the code, and this is true not just in Kent County, my understanding is in other areas of the actual country, that this type of farming is an agriculturally permitted use. So when I say agricultural conservation, it doesn't just mean corn growing. It could mean other entities. That's why we're pushing the brakes tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. To say, do we have this understanding correctly? There is an argument. There's an argument that it's a utility uh, and that it should not be inside of the agricultural conservation area. Uh, Let's verify. Let's, Let's do two things. Let's make sure that that's an accurate understanding, that it is permitted through a conditional use in conservation if it isn't. Let's make sure we identify that. And if it is, let's decide tonight or moving forward during the moratorium if we want to change that.
0: Yeah, I don't understand.
1: And and look, I'm
0: not well versed in all the legalities like you are. Um, I'm just a guy. And and I don't understand how that can be conserving an agricultural land when you're not able to use it agriculturally. It's going to have a utility all over it. Yeah, I don't get that.
1: In the convenient, uh, listen. I'm going to speak from my thought process. Okay. My thinking is that they have stated that this, this is new world farming. We're farming the sun. <laughs> I'm not saying that's right. I'm no, saying I'm that's, yeah. but that's, that's, that's the where thinking. We're
0: we're farming the sun. Right. Well, Dover is going to need electricity. They're going to need more, especially if we have this mandate: forty percent renewable energy in the state of Delaware by 2035. So sure. so where do you put these things? I mean they they got to go somewhere I guess because the government has mandated that we're going to have 40% sure. renewable energy. And and I know that yes, they are also counting the non-renewable energy of bloom energy. As renewable energy. Sure, okay. And and by government fiat, they've now decided that, that something that has nothing to do with renewables is indeed renewable. Yes, they can make all sure. these bad decisions. But where else might uh, these ginormous solar farms go?
1: So, fair point, another reason to push the moratorium to say to us, maybe we need to classify this and then identify better areas. Examples presented. Obviously, there's state land. So we can present those to the state line, land. One of the concerns you have, though, is that there are individual property owners, in fact, farmers, who, you know, maybe enjoy the ability of selling to a, an investor who wants to put panels up. So it brings value to their land. So not all farmers are opposed to this. So we have to be careful about having the government and government land compete against the private sector in that fashion. There's also rooftops. There's uh, parking lots. There's anywhere where there's it's devoid of vegetation. Um, so, yeah, that's the conversation to have. If you search other areas that have already presented themselves, uh, that have already been in this rush to solar, if you want to call it that, they, they've gone through the same growing pains. They've had to identify better ways to get this done. Because what happens is – what happened the other night, in my impression – you had a a private property owner who owns land farmer uh, he sells to a private investor or investment group, yes, they're from out of town, but that shouldn't be offensive it, mm-hmm. it is what it is they identify land that works for them. It's up near the Newcastle line. when you say Dover's going to need electricity, here's the irony. The farm that was denied, in my understanding is going to feed Newcastle, yeah,
0: yeah, I didn't it, know that
1: <laughs> it is it is interesting, so now again. Should that get in the way of, a, in my opinion, a private transaction from occurring? No, um, except we, again, are deciding land use. We need to make sure that we make the best decisions that make, that make sense and balance things. And then I'll end with this one. Here's the biggest reason why I want to have the moratorium. Once the county creates what they want, code-wise, law-wise, in my opinion, We have to let the law stand. A private property owner in a private transaction should have confidence that the levy court is going to uphold the rules and not pull the rug out from underneath of them in a public hearing for no other reason than we just we don't want to face the heat. So in fairness to the farmers, we're hearing your concerns. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to identify where we want them to go, uh, what would be better locations. And then we want Property owners to be able to involve themselves in the process. I think that's fair.
0: I think. Hey, I think so. It's uh, if you just tuned in, Levy Court Commissioner Eric Buxton, Chair of the Planning Services Committee. They're talking about uh, having a meeting tonight, which is I think it's not open to the public. Is that correct?
1: So it's a committee meeting. The public is welcome to attend. We have a nice chamber. Okay. There is not public testimony during the committee. There is public testimony after the committee. Uh, tonight's meeting is simply to decide if we want a moratorium of 90 days to then hear more conversation about everything from better locations to, yes, the science. Uh, you know, I my personal take is I don't mind the county having a portfolio that includes different forms of renewable energy. I don't think that is offensive. What I think is offensive is the, the government uh, – Right right or wrong, creating a program, an incentivized program that then starts to attack not deliberately, but does by default some of our best farmland. That's a concern. That should be a concern for all of us and we need to do a better job. And that hopefully this pause will give us a chance to do that
0: well it is a concern of don he's a farmer he's got land right across the street from where this sure. thing was going to go up he's on the phone right now hang on stay with us eric uh don sure. what would you like to say
2: oh hey um rick um uh, i like a lot of what um uh commissioner buxton had to say um it sounds like um he's going in i think uh, sounds like in favor of a moratorium um but uh he mentioned that the uh you know he's concerned about the, uh, you know, these companies doing all this and then having their rug pulled out from under them. I, I I can't imagine a better example of that than having this, you know, in a conservation district and all these years, you know, you know, not being able to sell to realtors and developers. That's fine with me, but uh, I feel like n- n- nothing worse could be. uh um, the the rug pulled out from under me than than uh have something like that happen. Um <clears throat> along this road, I mean, uh uh, uh he he said uh, you know uh tra- transaction between a private, you know, company and and um, and a farmer that wants to sell or whatever. But uh I think we need to take into consideration um, you know, whoever's gonna be uh alongside you know, occupants alongside uh um, you know, I'm 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 concerned about chemical leakage. I'm also concerned about the radiation from the from the wires. Um, and and so are my neighbors. They were they were there to testify. I mean, so I I feel like if 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 they're allowed to put that across the street, then I'm not going to be able to sell. I mean, if I wanted to, I don't. If I wanted to sell lots under legally under the conservation zone. That I wouldn't be able to, so it wouldn't be fair to me.
0: All right, uh, Eric?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Okay. Right. You have, a, you have a agreement, yes.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, I want to compliment uh, Don and his, his family. They were outstanding that night in presenting their concerns. I hope that I didn't articulate that I disagree with their concerns because I don't. That's why we're one of the reasons we're having this moratorium is to say in certain sections like this, where we've had in East of Route 1, we've already asked much of the landowners in that area. We need to listen to their concerns. We need to address our code, which permits this type of activity in and around their area to either say, we got to do a better job or we want to eliminate it altogether. However, once we make that decision, and once we then decide we still want to be in the solar farming industry, if we don't, let's talk about that. But if we do, wherever we decide it's permitted, then I think we have to allow the, the landowner and the private transaction, because it takes a long time to get it in front of Levy Court. I think there has to be some good faith to that industry that we're not going to slam the door on at the last second. That's what I was trying to articulate. The way it happened the other night, I don't think we, we set it up well. There's no, I understand, giant... yeah.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, we kind of, certain... it's by the way, the, the phraseology is just weird, you know, harvesting the sun. It's like you're going to go to the Acme, <laughs> and, and instead of ears of corn, little bags of sunshine. That just doesn't <laughs> <laughs> make sense. Don, I appreciate the call. Thanks for keeping us informed on this, my friend.
2: Okay, we'll, we'll see what uh, continues to happen here.
0: All right, and uh, Commissioner sure. Eric Buxton, I want to thank you for being on the program and talking to folks about this because it's going to affect our lives in some meaningful ways. 40% renewable by 2035, where do these ginormous
1: solar farms go? It's, it, the, the second part of that is where do they go when they're done, when the technology outpaces? We had TVs just two, five, six years ago that are non-existent now. Yeah, cathode ray tubes. tubes. Where do they? Where do they go? Stolen ponds Where do they go when these things are outdated? They talk about thirty-year shelf life. I don't think so. In the in the in the technology world that we're being driven by, these things are probably outdated in ten years. What are you doing with them then?
0: Yeah, and they start leaching lead, and people need to realize this. You're talking about good farmland, and uh, they wear out, and they leach lead. All right, my friend. Uh, thanks for being on, Eric. Thank I you. really appreciate. it. Thank you. All right Thank take you. care. Have a great day. I want to get to Alex Alex says he has a solar solution alex uh how are you sir?
3: Hey, Ray, Good morning. It's your unofficial but official aviation consultant here that's right aviator alex yes sir hey um um i'm I'm listening to all the debate uh, first of all, the solar panels that are made today they have no lead in them they they barely have any metal whatsoever other than the contacts um it's all Photocrystals that that they're using right now to uh, harvest the sun. Now, what I'm listening is they're all driven into this one sector of the renewable energy, and these companies that are coming on and and offering all these incentives for solar panels, they're kind of like clouding their judgment to not see what else is out there, because I'm pretty sure that there are other companies that will offer you uh, wind. Uh, renewable technology that will allow you to do both. Have the uh, turbine up, and you can still use some of the farmland, uh, which might be a better option for some of these farmers that have enough land to put up six or eight of these gigantic wind turbines that they produce the equivalent of I don't know eight, nine thousand solar panels, just one turbine,
0: and that'll be great. Uh, uh, that'll be great. I mean, sure, that'll be great when uh, the wind blows. And uh, of course, storage capacity is a challenge. I got to get to uh, the news here, but um, but I would challenge one thing you said because what I've read, what I've read recently, is that every standard solar panel has about fourteen grams of lead in it. That's about forty four hundred tons of lead used to make the ninety two gigawatt. Uh, of solar panels in the 2018, so it's it's quite a bit, and, it, and but I appreciate your call and the input. It's something we need to talk about more. I can't be uh, late for news, Alex. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Stay tuned. More with Rick Jensen just ahead on 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL.